Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast, was recorded with Zoom Audio. Before we jump in, if you're listening on Apple, make sure you hit that subscribe button, rate, and please write a review. And my Spotify listeners, hit the follow button. I got my co-host slash guest, my great friend, Jamal from New Jersey. Why don't you introduce yourself, Jamal? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jamal. What's up? What's up? Jamal <laughs> from uh, Philly, a.k.a. Jersey. He gets mad when I say he's from Philly. But, nigga, you're like 20 miles from Philly, so why can't you just claim Philly? <laughs> because there's nothing about me that's Philadelphia. So. You sound like a nigga from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Share with the listeners your experience at the March on Washington. That was last, that was this weekend, right? Yeah, on Saturday? Uh, it was Friday that just passed, so yeah. It was Friday, it was Friday. So you drove down there, I'm assuming, is that correct? Correct, I did drive. And who, who did you go with, or who went with you? Uh, I went down alone. Uh, I made a choice to not take anyone with me this time, uh, specifically because something about me that I guess everyone should know is I'm kind of like a loner. Uh, and I like to move to the beat of my own drum. So I don't like toting anyone alone. I don't like anyone that can't kind of get with their own flow and, and get into their own thing if I want to get into my own thing. So specifically, I made that choice. Uh, I had a purpose to get down there for, and I want to make sure I was able to do that. As though you're a Scorpio like me, so I totally feel you on the whole, you know, solo thing. You know what I mean? It's fun to travel with people and go places and do outings with people. But at the same time, when it's time to go, listen, I don't have no kids, so I'm not babysitting nobody. (laughs) Exactly. And if I want to tip out for an hour, you know what I mean? Sliding somebody's DM. Well, I'm a married man now, but, you know, when it's time (laughs) to slide some DMs and creep away, (laughs) I don't want no issues with the people I can. Seriously, yeah. Because, you know, I know people in the D.C. area. I have friends down there. So, you know, that may not be friends of someone that I would have went with. So I kind of, you know. I wanted to do my own thing. I just wanted to be able to do my own thing. And I just, I like to be at peace at times. So yeah, that's what it was all about. What was the, the purpose of the march for the people who are not familiar with it? March on Washington. What was the purpose of it? 
So, of course, it was the uh, anniversary of Martin Luther King's March on Washington. Uh, so Al Sharpton, of course, put it back together to commence that uh, anniversary. However, uh, the main focus point, in, in my opinion, was to march for the injustices that are going on in the world today. Um, you know, along with the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement, uh, it was also for all uh, the other injustices that were going on in the world today. You know, we need to have our feet on the ground. And we need to speak out and, and do our part. You know, we have younger generations looking up to us and you just got to make sure that we, we're doing what we need to do. And how long was uh, the, the march or the, the whole event? Like, were, were there events throughout the weekend or, you know, what was leading up to it? What happened after it? Like, how? walk us through your whole experience. Uh, so there weren't many events that were going on uh, in the city uh, that weekend outside of the march. Uh, specifically, I'm, I'm assuming due to, you know, COVID, you know, and everything that's going on with the social distancing. Uh, D.C. is not really an op open state right now. You know, everything is still being catered outdoors uh, and uh, everything shuts down, you know, at probably around midnight. Uh, the whole downtown area, which I was surprised, is kind of like boarded up. Um, I'm assuming that was I don't know if that was boarded up because of the march and they didn't know if it was going to some type of protest was going to happen afterwards or if it has been boarded up since the protests were actually started going on down in D.C. Because uh, I have not been down there since, like, January or February. So this is my first time getting back to the city since, you know, everything has been shut down. Okay. Uh, but there weren't a lot of scheduled events uh, that was really going on outside of the march. Uh, the march kicked off, of course, Friday morning. Um, and it, it ran, uh, it ended on the Lincoln Memorial uh, stairs that were that's where all the speakers were i kind of picked up on the march at the washington monument i kind of just walked over from my hotel downtown uh, a couple of blocks over and you know i was i was right there in the mix so i uh, came in there and you know walked along the reflecting pool and everything pretty much was set up and ended on the uh lincoln memorial and so what was the time span on that like how many hours or minutes or uh i left out around 10 in the morning. Uh, once I got there, which was literally like a mile walk from my hotel, uh, you know, there were thousands and thousands of people uh, that were already gathered there. Um, that was at 10, 1030 in the morning. Um, I left because I wanted to kind of like beat everybody out somewhere around 2 p.m. Uh, and it was still going strong at that time. So. Oh, wow. So. Wow, yeah. Man. And, you know, there were vendors. There were vendors set up along the way. Uh, they had. Uh, booths out there trying to get people to register to vote. Uh, so, you know, it, it was a whole a whole movement going on. Well, that's pretty dope. And it was pretty organized? Uh, very, very organized. Um, you know, they blocked off a lot of the streets. It was not a lot of congestion, uh, which I was surprised. So either everyone got there very early uh, because there were limited seats uh, that were available uh, through registration and the, the remainder was going to be first come, first serve. So I think everyone had got there pretty early to try to secure, you know, a seat uh, so that they could be right in front of the speakers. Um, a lot of people set up uh, along the sides. Uh, there's a, that's the big park area uh, in grassy area that leads up to that. So a lot of people kind of, you know, set along the sides. There were barricades up. There were they were handing out free power rates to any and everybody that wanted one. Uh, I don't know if they were donations from an organization, but I know that they had 
you know, designated spots where, hey, you need something to drink. We have cold water. We have power aids here for you. Uh, they had uh, a whole section set up with uh, porta potty bathrooms. Uh, they had a little snack concession stand set up for people to get food. Uh, very, very organized. The keynote speakers, of course, was going to be uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, of course. Jamal Bryant spoke, correct. Okay, okay. Jamal Bryant was one of the speakers there. And what's pretty cool about it, I, I mean, we know the March on Washington. I think it happened, and if my memory serves me correct, I'm supposed to be a Black history aficionado. I think the March on Washington, it, it was the anniversary. It happened in 1963 on August 28th, right? So that was Correct. the anniversary of the March on Washington. That was, what, 57 years ago. So that was commemorating the 57th anniversary, which is an odd number. I wonder why they picked this year and not, like, the 60th anniversary. Well, I guess we need it most now, right? With the climate and the president. And the yeah, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, it, it made sense to do it. I, I thought about that, too. I'm like, why didn't they do it on the 50th year anniversary? Uh, if we count back, maybe we can pinpoint something that was going on at the time is the reason why they didn't do it. But I, I really think that it was important to do it at this time, uh, specifically just to commence everything that's, that's going on in the world right now. You know, it's time for a change. Uh, you know, we need all hands involved. So. That was kind of like one of the highlights of the event to me. In my experience, I uh, was seeing all of these individuals from all different races, nationalities, uh, sexual orientations, just all gathered collectively, you know, under one umbrella for one cause. Uh, so that, that was pretty much one of, one of the great things that I did notice about it. That's pretty cool. And I, what the listeners don't know, I've known you for over 10 years. You're one of my best friends. Now, knowing that you did go to the Million Men March when you were a kid, a teenager, or a kid, or whatever. So, you, you know, this, I mean, then since I've known you, you always have been on a pavement and been a part of the community before it's been, you know, trendy or something to do, or, you know what I mean? Before it's been this big um, hot button to, you know, be an activist or involved in the community. So, you kind of always been on the pavement in regards to that. And you, and like I said, you went to the Million Man March, you know, how many years ago was that? Like 20 years ago? And then to kind of follow it up, you know, with going to the March on Washington, what, have, what was the difference between the two experiences? Uh, so the Million Man March uh, took place, I believe, in 95. So we had 25 years uh, mark on that one. Uh, at the time, of course, I was a lot, lot younger. Um, and at that point in my life, I really had not experienced uh, any, you know, racism or social injustice in my personal experience. And to me, at that point, it was kind of just like I knew a bunch of black men were going to be gathered for something, you know. And, you know, my school, the high school I was attending at the time or middle school I was attending at the time, basically were providing a, a trip there. And they were like, hey, we're going to take some young students there. And, you know, if you guys want to go basically kind of sign up. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's, it's a free trip to Washington. I knew, you know, that it was going to be a lot of black men gathering there, but it just wasn't as personal for me then as this March was for me now. Um, and I think it's because I've kind of evolved and I've grown well, and I've had my own experiences. You, Say that again, I'm sorry. You were a child at the Million Man Watch, so you really didn't know the importance Correct. of it and the power and the magic behind it. And I'm sure 
you know, 25 years later, you look back at it and you're like, wow, that's something I'm never going to forget. And I'm happy that I was able to. That I was part of that. Actually, yeah. I got to experience it. Uh, then on yeah. top of that, you went to this this March, um, the March in Washington, one we just had on Friday. You have to keep this up. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the, the difference in experience was, of course, at the Millionaire March, you know, when I look around, there were a bunch of people that just looked like that looked like me, exactly like me. Uh, and, and going fast forward and 25 years later, and we're looking at this march, and I look around, and there's just a whole spectrum of different people. So, I mean, that was definitely one of the, the changes uh, that, that I did notice uh, going from 1995 to 2020, uh, which it, it, I think is pretty good. I think, you know, as long as we keep doing what we need to do, our feet on the ground, push, push, keep pushing forward uh, and, and fighting for the social injustices and, you know, the racism that we're experiencing still to this day in this country. Uh, we're we're going to be headed in the right direction as long as we have all types of people behind us. So you so you OK, so you think that this is because we've been doing marching and protesting, you know what I mean? Um, peacefully protesting and peacefully marching and, you know, since the beginning of time and I don't. To me, I don't feel like too much has changed, but you think that this March on Washington with everybody involved, you think that it's going to give us a different result? Because we've done this a million times. So, you know, with anything consistent is going to come change. Uh, and what I feel in the past has happened is, you know, something something goes on in, in, in the world and, you know, everyone is all hype and it's, it's getting a lot of attention. And, you know, everyone is, is there for the cause at that, at that given moment. And then it kind of, like, dies down. Uh, this time around, I don't feel like it, it's really dying down. So I think it's, you know, everyone is still, still pushing along. And it's, it's just never going to go away. So as long as we're consistent in what we're doing, uh, I mean, it may not be a great change right away. But, you know, small changes, with small changes becomes a bigger change. Uh, so I, I think we're headed in the right direction uh, because it's all hands involved at this point. You know, it, right. it's a different type of, it's a different type of element now looking at what it was 25 years ago. I mean, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. You know what I mean? Because I kind of feel like a lot of, uh, well, I don't feel like I know a lot of people are involved in these marches and protests for the photo op for the wrong reasons. I mean, I don't even want to change the energy of, you know, let's just, continue to have hope and continue to you continue to do your good work that you have been doing for the community you know on the local front and you know on a national front because you are involved you aren't you a part of like some foundations or did you have like uh, yeah i have a, a mentor group uh called building up the youth uh based out of my community uh mentor a lot of young african-american specifically i started out with males but you know it's kind of expanded to you know, females, because, you know, the African-American woman, I mean, you know, it's kind of like the backbone for a lot of things. A lot of people don't want to admit that, but it is it is what it is. Right. Uh, I, I would never, you know, downplay the the, the black woman and, and her efforts and pushing this movement going forward. So, you know, we, we definitely have to include the young African-American, you know, female children in, in our group to let them know, you know, we're going to protect you just as much. And we have your bag just as much as you have ours. Uh, so it kind of expanded out through that, but it, it's, it's just created uh, 
some good positive, you know, role models. And we're going to allow the children to know what's going on in the world. And they're going to be able to see firsthand, hey, you know, this is what the person that led me was fighting for. This is what they did. And I'm going to keep that, that same energy going. And that's how we have to move up until, you know, we get what, what we need to have. I feel that. And it's kind of crazy, too, because we have, a, you know, you and me, we have a large family. We have nieces and nephews and a bunch of small cousins. I know you got a 14-year-old nephew. So, like, these protests, these marching, and then, like, seeing all these shootings and injustices on TV and in the media, it's like, now I'm marching for not only myself, but I'm marching for my nephews. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, how do your nephew, have you had these conversations with him? Because he's a 14 year old young black boy. Yeah, by all means, of course. Uh, you know, my nephew is, uh, I have uh, these two nieces and a nephew. Uh, you know, all of my nieces and nephews, you know, they're my world. I don't have any children. So, you know, they're my world. They're like my children. Um, and my nephew, you know, we have very candid conversations. You know, we, he's very aware of what's going on in the world today, you know, because he has to be, you know, where I think, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I, I was a little bit more shield from what was actually going on. Uh, but now, you know, with social media and just everything right there in front of your eyes, you know, it, they have to be made aware. So we, we talk about it a lot. Uh, he wanted to attend the march in Washington. He did a whole, you know, a lot. He really wanted to go, but uh, my sister was not really comfortable with sending him, you know, with the crowds due to, uh, you know, everything that's going on with the pandemic right now. So um, I definitely want to get him out there for one of the larger scale marches. Uh, he actually organized one locally under the group Building Up the Youth uh, in our community for George Floyd. Um, wow. And, you know, which was a great thing. You know, this is a 14-year-old putting something together, you know, for his community. And, and having all the young kids in the community go out there and, and march for, for what's going on in the world. And, you know, they want to live. They want to breathe. You know, they should be this, uh, afforded a chance like everyone else. Uh, so it was pretty awesome. And, you know, I took a step back and just looked at them like, wow, you know, at 14, you're doing this. So, you know, this is what we need from our, our young up-and-coming, you know, youth. That's pretty dope. Well, he kind of, I mean, he is in his blood, I guess, because he watched you kind of, like I said before, you've been on the pavement since I've known you. He's 14. I've known you over 10 years. So you've always been, you know, in the community, you know, doing shit. You know what I mean? So he kind of watched you, you know, do this. So that it, it, it was inevitable for him to not be, you know, right. And I mean, just to see the look on his face sometimes when he, he sees the things that's going on, you know, in, in, in the media. And, you know, he's asking, why does this keep happening? You know, if I go outside or the cops, you know, going to shoot me, you know, that, that's heartbreaking, you know, to try to sit there after explain that to a kid. That was never a question that I had to ask at that age. You know, you know, in my time, it was the thing we experienced pretty much high profile was, you know, the, the Rodney King beating that's kind of like as far as what I remember what was going on. And so I got a little bit older and, you know, everything was starting, you know, social media came about and you kind of just see everything happening in real time, right in front of your eyes. Right. Yeah, that is crazy. And that is heartbreaking because I have a niece and a nephew as well. And when I am doing my protesting and, you know, activism, it's almost like I'm not doing it for me anymore. I'm doing it for, you know, 
my nieces and nephews and cousins. But I kind of do feel like I'm aged out a little bit. And I kind of feel like, even though I'm not, and that's very ignorant for me to say, so give me an ignorant card pass. But I, my nephew and my niece still haven't experienced the world yet. So I have to make sure that, you know, I'm on the pavement fighting for them. You know what I mean? And that's what you're yeah, doing. True. And, um, 100%. Yes. And I, again, I don't want to sound ignorant. Say I, I'm aged out because I'm, we're not, obviously. But, you know, we're worried about the kids. We're, we're worried about our children. We're worried about our nieces and nephews, our sons and daughters and shit like that. Because we don't want them to become a hashtag or on a t-shirt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, anytime soon in our lifetime. So we have to ensure that, you know, um, our voices are heard and we're out there doing the work and setting an example for them. You know what I mean? Because by the time they become our age, it'll be a, there'll be a, a, a different fight. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's going to be. It's probably going to be of like digital rights or something. <laughs> but <laughs> go out there and let your voice be heard. You know what I mean? Um, and we got this in our blood, though, too. You know what I mean? We come from King Queen. You know, we know our history and we celebrate our Black history and shit like that. So, all yeah. day, every day. Exactly, exactly. Let me ask you this Were there a lot of like kids or teenagers in at the march? Uh, yes, the demographic actually, I, I was shocked. Um, I shouldn't say I was shocked because, you know, I, I kind of expect that now. Uh, right. But there were, there were a lot of, Teenage, I'm going to say in, in the age group of 18 to 25. I mean, it, it was uh, a lot, a lot of that age group there. And, and they're, they're on the forefront. Like, they're all for it, uh, which is good. I, I'm glad to see that. Uh, but pretty much, yeah, that was, it was a, that age group pretty much, you know, took over, over the march. And what was interesting, too, was the Trump rally was, uh, what day was that? That same weekend. Yeah, yeah, something so. going on that same weekend down there, which, you know, that kind of could, could have made a lot of people nervous because um, you just never know what can go on. You know, you got two totally different groups, you know, in, in the same area. Uh, it was not held at the same time, but, you know, you're, you're in passing these people in, in the city of Washington, D.C. So, you know, at any given moment, anything could have popped off. But I will say it, it was very, very peaceful, uh, a peaceful march uh, without incident which is good. You didn't hear anything negative in, in the news about the, about uh, March, uh, which is pretty good. But yeah, definitely uh, he had something going on that weekend in the city uh, and it did not affect anything that was going on with the uh, March on Washington for Dr. King. How long did you stay out there in Washington? Uh, I was there from Thursday to Sunday. Okay. So I, I, I checked in. I got in around 6 o'clock on some Thursday, and I headed out uh, Sunday morning. That's dope. Um, you should, I, saw, I saw your – I saw. I'm about to edit that up. We've seen the pictures and stuff you shared. Um, you didn't, of course, you can share everything on social media. It was out there. Was it – what was the weather? Was it hot? Uh, yeah, it was uh, the day of the march. Uh, it was probably about 80-something degrees, but – you know, that was, it was high noon. It was, it was really humid, right? Around there. It was humid, so it felt like it was about 100 degrees out there, but it didn't stop anyone, you know, from, from showing up and showing out. You know, I think there would have been a lot more people there, uh, but I had read that they were not going to be busing in 
uh, as planned, people from, you know, hot states, you know, due to the, the pandemic. So I say that because I bring the weather up, but I know we don't be taking pictures when it's hot and humid. <laughs> we, be, we be over it, man. Uh, that's funny as fuck. So was there, like, what was the police presence? Was there a lot of police around? Uh, I'm sure police were there, but like, was it? I'm sure they were there, but they probably were in regular civilian clues. Um, it wasn't like a heavy police presence <laughs> where I felt that they thought something could, could go wrong. You know, they kind of were at the entrances where the streets were like blocked off. Um, you know, they were up kind of around, you know, the stage where the speakers were going to be off to the sides. Uh, but it, it wasn't anything too intense where I felt like, you know, we should have felt threatened or even alerted that something potentially could happen you know everyone kind of was out there you know just in peace and, and for the cause and just you know taking in that moment that's pretty dope that's pretty dope so incident free the it was an uncomfortable police presence i really do feel like the police well i know i don't feel the police incite violence you know what i mean and they're they incite violence and with their their presence incite violence and make people uncomfortable and angry and shit like that. So that's pretty good. That, And I think that's why we didn't hear anything in the media because there wasn't any violence. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I'm laughing at my drink. What was the music that they're playing? Like, what, what was the soundtrack? Was there, is there any song that kind of stands out? Did they play any Brandy or Monica? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played Brandy. You know, a change is going to come. You know, she, she sang that last night on Versus. Uh, oh, wow. It's one of my favorite songs by Sam Cooke. So, uh, but yeah, she gave her a little tribute last night. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you did you watch the verses between Brandy and Monica? I did. Of course, I was going to tune in. Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my favorite. It was not something I had set on my calendar. Like, oh, I gotta watch, gotta watch. You know, it kind of was my sister reminding me, like, doesn't that thing come on tonight with Brandy and Monica? I said, oh yeah. I guess I'll tune in. I'm not doing anything else. Uh, so that's kind of how that went. Support for this podcast comes from Halo Top Ice Cream. Do you ever should yourself? I do. I should work out more. I should eat more vegetables. I should go on a cleanse. Thankfully, Halo Top has a solution. Stop shoulding yourself. It's easier said than done. But with low-calorie Halo Top, you can take the shoulds out of dessert. Available in Halo Top Pops, Dairy-Free, and a new Keto series. Halo Top Frozen Desserts put an end to shoulds once and for all. Halo Top, stop shooting yourself. Brandy or Monica? Let me put it like this. I am a fan of both of their uh, catalogs. So, you know, I have some songs by Brandy I like. I have some songs by Monica I like. However, I think I swayed a little bit towards Monica. You know, I had a crush on her as a teenager. So, you know, Monica was was bad and with our first album this thing and i got a chance to see her in concert then and uh i had a little crush on her so she definitely uh made me lean more towards her side well who got better songs we're not talking about because i think brandy looked better than monica you know but that's neither here nor there i think you're biased i think you're being a little bit biased because of her her roots but whatever (laughs) no brand i mean brandy was see i'm not even talking about her music now she was Barbie dolls, uh, America's Sweetheart, TV shows, movies. She definitely was, you know, niggas used to, I think people. Nobody to, was checking for Brandy. Don't even <laughs> stop. Why are you being shady to Brandy? I'm not, but, but I'm just saying, like, you didn't hear nobody walking around school saying, oh, 
I want to smash Brandy. It just did not happen. But like, like when people walk around saying they want to smash Monica, like, yeah, yeah, they were. Okay, okay, okay. Monica, I mean, they're both beautiful ladies. They're both different. You know what I mean? But um, who's you? So you honestly think that music? Who whose music is better, Brandy's or Monica's? I think they have, you know, you have to have a taste for both of their music. I think, you know, Monica definitely has a, uh, she has, you know, a a church vocal sound. You know, she's from the church. So she has that sound where Brandy, you know, Brandy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. These voices are a little bit raspy to me, but it's a good raspy. Like I kind of like it a little bit. She sounds hoarse sometimes, uh, but I think that it's unique. And I, I like her sound as well. Uh, so so I, because, I, go ahead. I think you have to have a taste for both of their music. So, you know, Monica has a little bit more hood tracks. You know, sometimes she gets down and dirty. She puts that little, you know, Atlanta taste on her music, you know, where she's from. So I think you get that, that from her. And, of course, like you said, Brandy was America's sweetheart. So she did music that catered to everyone. Right, right. I do think that it was, it was so interesting about it. Um, you know, we grew up with listening to the music. I mean, everybody. We, if you're black, you grew up listening to Brandy and Monica. Um, what's so interesting is when you hear their music side by side, last night on the verses, it's all R&B music, but, like, their music was so different. You know what I mean? Like you said, Monica's music was more, like, hood and more mature, and Brandy's music was very um, safe and 
um, like right. Kitty. You know, I, not Kitty. Her but. first album was very Kitty. You know, it was definitely something that you can play on uh, Kid Bop and not have to do an edited version. <laughs> Right, best friend and baby, baby, baby. But I, I, I am uh, Brandy wins me. You know what I mean. Brandy has the this the so catalog. And Monica, why do you give her a win? I wonder why you give her. Okay, a win. okay. So Brandy, okay. So I'm a nerd. I say nobody won because again, I like both of them. Ooh, and okay. I would, I would, I would have did different song selections for both of them because Monica didn't play my favorite song by her, and Brandy didn't play my favorite song by her. What's your favorite song by Monica? Uh, Never Can Say Goodbye off her first album. Okay, and what's your favorite song by Brandy? Nothing. Nothing? That's all. Oh, full Moon, right? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So listen, I think that Brandy is better than Monica because, well, not better. I enjoy Brandy's music better than Monica's. Brandy has original music. All her songs were original. They weren't samples. I mean, she sampled a few songs here and there. The one with Kanye West was sampled. You know, she did a Phil Collins remake. But for the most part, 90% of Brandy's music is not sampled. They're all original songs. So I appreciate that. And then listening to Monica, most of Monica's songs are samples. And songs you've heard before. But we know why they sample music. You know, why, why their songs are heavily sampled, you know. It's something that's relatable or something that's going to sell, you know. So is, so, that, che- is that cheating? And that's that's kind of false because I'm going to break down the stats. But is that cheating though? Now, now okay, this is what I will. I say. don't think I will say Monica's music did. Brandy sold way more than Monica. Okay, let's get that out of the way. But Brandy, but Monica's music is more. Did a, it, Monica's music aged better than Brandy's? Because of the extensive, extensive sampling that Monica did in her songs, her, like when you listen to Brandy, what about? I agree. So I, I agree to that too. I, I, I will yeah. say I agree with that. Um, that I think that's one piece of it, and then two, Monica songs just—it's it, something that you can listen to in a club. It's something that you can relate to when you was a teenager in love. It's something that you can relate to as an adult in love. You know, it's something that women relate to with dealing with infidelity of men. So I think that she has like a, a wider spectrum of, you know, topics in her in her music, if you will say, because you can kind of relate to her on every level. Whereas Brandy is, I'll put on Brandy's song when I'm heartbroken or when I just want to, you know, just feel good. Like, oh, this took me back to 98, you know, 96, 95. I'll put on, I'll put on Brandy's music, you know, or Monica's music is like, okay, I feel like I want to turn up a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm about to go out. Let me put on some Monica. I'm not putting on a brandy to get ready to go out. <laughs> what's, in, what's interesting, though, is that Monica shit aged better because of the samples and the familiarity of the music and the songs. And Brandy's music was very, um, I, think, I think the Full Moon ap- album kind of captures that. Very of the time. Very like time pieces almost. You know what I mean? Like, what about us? When I listen to that song, it sounds like 2004 when it came out. You know what I mean? But when I'm listening to Monica, everything to me, it's, it's, like, it's like a timeless ass. You know what I mean? So I think Monica right. kind of cheated. <laughs> but, it, but shout out to Brandy for like the originality and for the innovation. It was, her music was just way more innovative than Monica's. Monica kind of played it safe. 
musically. You think? With all the samples, yeah, she she played it safe. The first night, that's the Diana Ross song. You know what I mean? Everything to me, I think that's what made perfect sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, she played it safe. You know what I mean? And I mean, it worked for her. Her voice is amazing. You know what I mean? She she's a she's a she's always been fine. You know what I mean? And she's been consistent, but she's been consistent with sample. Like all her shit is like heavily sampled. So you don't like her new song she played last night? Um, and that's a Pharrell song too. Yeah, like it. I mean, it's a good song, but I like, it was definitely it was the beat for me. It definitely was the beat for me. Like it, that, that's what called me. I didn't know that Pharrell produced yeah, Pharrell, that though. Yeah, the Neptunes. Uh, the Neptunes did it. I think they're doing four songs on her upcoming album. So you know, is Missy on there? Because I think Missy kind of chimed in. I think Missy got something. She said, "I'll see you in the studio tomorrow." So I think Missy going to be on the track again. Her and Missy got amazing chemistry. But the, again, those they are do. all samples. Um. But it's crazy because, like, Brandy, like, hella outsold Monica. You know what I mean? Brandy, so, like, Monica sold, I was looking at this earlier, Monica sold collectively all her albums in total, sold 8 million copies. Monica got, Brandy got 8 albums. Uh, Brandy got 7 albums. Monica got 8 albums and Brandy got 7 albums. And Brandy's first album sold 7 million copies. Monica's whole discography sold 7 million copies. So Brandy, by far, is leaps and bounds. What Full Moon sold 17 million copies. So, like, Brandy, by far, is like... Well, we know, because Brandy catered to a wider demographic than Monica. You know, you didn't have little, you know, Carol, Karen, you know, as a teenager, wanting to go buy a Monica album. You know, she didn't... Until Monica was on the Space Jam soundtrack, I don't think that she touched all audiences. That was a crossover song. Shout out to Diane Warren for writing that and David Foster for laying down a track for you. So, I, will. Yeah, I, had this, I had that conversation with someone. We just took their two known tracks. So we had Brandy last night who did Missing You, of course, from the Set It Off soundtrack. Uh, and then she was also on uh, Wait to Excel soundtrack. Uh, and she did Sitting in My Room while she played those. And then Monica played her Space Jam soundtrack uh, song, uh, For You I Will. And I think out of Brandy's two and Monica's one, I think Monica's one. She wins that. I mean... I, I, and, I, and, and she wins that because of this. Waiting to Exhale was, I think, was a, a big movie. You know, I think Waiting to Exhale was a, a crossover movie to some extent. Set It Off was not a crossover movie. So oh, right, it, right, right. it goes the same way. And Space Jam was a crossover movie. So it goes the same way when we're talking about their, their discography. You know, Brandy was a crossover artist. She, she was able to touch everyone, you know, young, old, white, black, you know, gay, straight, where I think Monica had one, like, niche market. And that's where she was able to tap into up until Space Jam. And even her albums after that, you know, what? What album was really a crossover album? So she didn't have that. So I, I don't know if that, that got to do with her label, you know, or what, but, you know. It was, you know, maybe it was a label. Monica, now she did hits and she do have numbers, but they're not, she doesn't have an international, she didn't have the international reach that Brandy, because Brandy right. had a machine behind her, you know, especially during the Never Say Never era. It was a, she had, TV, she had the TV show, 
She had the fucking, she was, did some movies. She did the double platinum. She did the Cinderella. She did the, um, I know what you did last summer again. Remember she was in that? <laughs> <laughs> so but she had a machine behind her, which allowed her to, you know, in turn, sold mode records and, you know, have a wider reach, have a wider audience and have, to me, in my opinion, um, better song. Did, but did you think that, because I'm watching it, I'm looking at the internet, everybody in the comments saying that Brandy was excited to be there and Monica wasn't. What's your, what's your take on the vibe that they were? So Monica's a Scorpio, so she behaves like one, you know. <laughs> I think she was, I'm not going to say that she wasn't happy to be there. I think she came with a purpose. Uh, and of course, the purpose was to get her music back out there. She has an album about to come out. She dropped a single last night on it. She's clearly working with Pharrell. She's working with Missy. So they're, they're cooking up something, and they needed to explode when it hits. Um, so I'm not going to say she was not happy to be there. You know, she's a little, she's a Scorpio. She got a little shade behind her. Uh, and I, I think she came there with a purpose, and, you know, she met that purpose. Clearly, they had 1.3 million viewers. I think the most, um, the highest rate, the highest viewed. It was. Not, not, and, not only the highest viewed verses, but the, the highest viewed live on Instagram. Live stream, right? Yeah, they, they, uh, Instagram had posted that. So, which was pretty, that's, that's amazing. You know, we got two females, two African-American females, you know, that we grew up with. And, you know, they're doing numbers like that. Um, right. I know everybody, they tuned in because of the, you know, the backstory behind it. You know, right. but nope, they didn't tune in for 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 vocals because if they were going to tune in for vocals, then we would have like a Deborah Cox or Shantae Moore versus you know if you want right. to talk vocals. Which hey, hey, that's actually a good pairing too. You need I to know that right. <laughs> and Swiss beat. They'd be like, hey, why, why, why don't this happen? They ain't doing nothing. We know they ain't doing they shit. They're not going to do numbers, but I mean, you talking vocals, and yeah, that's where you want to be. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Do you think that like Monica was being shady? Because a lot of people were saying Monica was being shady. Actually, I just seen a video of a behind, not behind the scenes, a, a candid backstage video, whatever you were calling it, of Ray J. So when Brandy was dropping her song, Ray J was in the background acting a fool. And if I was, that would make me have an attitude too if I was Monica. Ray, Ray J was cutting up. Did you okay. See that video? Oh, yeah. That's all the things that we didn't see. Um, I do feel, I mean, we, we know the backstory behind it. You know, they're not friends, you know, or we're not friends. Uh, and I feel that Brandy was trying to force it a little bit down our throat. Like, Brandy was kind of being Joe to me. Like, if I was sitting in that seat and I was getting that energy from Monica, I wouldn't have been stroking her fucking ego. I'll tell you that. Can I curse? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> So you don't you think that Brandy, Brandy was stroking her ego? Like, come on now, Monica Brandy. was not giving Brandy her 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 rise like Brandy was giving them to Monica. Like she just wasn't. She wasn't. And Brandy was singing singing all singing all the songs, singing even singing Monica songs. And Monica was barely, you know what I mean. And I was she just like, Scorpio, I'm telling you. But what was annoying though was Brandy and these fucking poems. I'm just like. Nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> y'all hyped her up for that shit, y'all. No, she said write her diary on Moesha. So she yeah. came. She was dressed oh, like she was dressed like she was on Moesha. She wrote the poems like she was on Moesha. She had the braids like she was on Moesha. 
And I was laughing every time, like, Brandy would open up her journal. And Monica, you see Monica trying to look over. (laughs) I'm like, this is so fucking funny. What do you think about how they look? About who? How did did they look to you? Uh, I mean, and and the face looks, you know, they both. No, just, like, everything, the whole thing. I think they they look good. Uh, Monica, I mean, overall, for versus, I think, you know, I think they both express their where they are in their lives right now. Monica has always been ghetto. You know, that girl, ghetto, fabulous, whatever you want to call it. You know, she's she's a little she's I'm not gonna call her ghetto. Monica is a girl from around the way. You know, she uh, she okay, she's the hood. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel that her style delivered that even though she was in Fendi print, I still feel it was a little, you know, everybody's an oldie like her outfit, da da da. But if you really look at the people that were saying that they like the outfit enough said and i think that brandy she was basically talking about how she's on this spiritual journey and that's what the fuck she looked like she on a spiritual journey she has slippers on the fucking flower room whatever you know some wide leg hey, wait, you know, wait 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 hold up don't be shady we brandy had on brady brandy had on an eight thousand dollar libertine blazer eight thousand dollars so you know. So we're talking. We're talking about price of what it is now versus what it looks like. Wait, okay. I can care what what <laughs> I can care less what it costs. You know, but have a full have the full look. She looked like she was laying in the bed writing her diary. Come on. She she. Uh, <laughs> but okay, listen to this. So you kind of said this earlier. Brandy's kind of never been known for a look, right? And no, not at all. So it was kind of like, okay, Brandy looks like Brandy's dressed like Brandy. Wait, Brandy, this is that's a Brandy. Exactly. And Monica was dressed like Monica. So yeah, you know, yeah, okay, okay. One thing Monica I said that, yeah, you know, and she said she's on a spiritual journey right now. So what? that that's what she gave me. Monica be Monica. One thing Gunica go do is fucking look amazing. Monica do be looking fly all the time with uh. She, she, I mean, she dresses well. Monica dresses. You, what, do you see her on Instagram? Yep. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so she takes, she takes her appearance and looks very serious. Not to say Brandy don't either, but Monica is uh, a fashionista. Would you? She, would you I wouldn't call her a fashionista. No, <laughs> but she has more money than. Because she's not really setting, setting trends and out, you know. Some okay. of the stuff that personally, some of the stuff that she comes out and I'm like, ah, she kind of left that off. I will say that you know, 99% of the time, she her look is on point, she's she's flawless. I mean, she's a fucking sexy ass girl, you know, she the body, the waist was there, you know, you know, everything. So, right. she, she has the look overall, you know. And last night, out of the two side by side. I'm going to give it to Monica just because she was more pulled together overall, look-wise. Like, she looked like she came for 1.3 million viewers to watch something, you know. And Brandy looked like, like I said, you know, that's what she was doing. Right, right. right. <laughs> she, uh, I mean, she definitely, they both look great. I don't want to get, I don't want to catch flack behind this. But Monica was more identifiable i should say well you know what i'm not we're not going to catch flack about this (laughs) but yeah it was uh monica i think monica's energy was kind of a little off though you know what i mean um but she is a scorpio but i don't know if i would have 
I'm a Scorpio too. You're a Scorpio. I don't know if that would have been my, 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 my vibe or my energy there. You know what I mean? I think it would. I, well, for me, I definitely know it probably would have, uh, just because I'm, I'm a real person. So you're going to get the same me every time. You know, I'm not, you know, one minute I'll be cool. Next minute we not cool. Then we cool again. Like I'm just not going to give that energy. So I think that Brandy, I'm sorry that Monica came with the attention of, this is not a friend of mine. This is not a, you know, a homegirl. So I'm not going to be on here acting all extra Joe just for the viewers, acting like we best of friends, talking on the phone, you know, going out to brunch together. Like, it's just not going to happen. So I think she came with the attitude. She was just cordial, but she just whatever. You know, she probably wear her emotions on her sleeve, so she can't really mask it. I think that's just, that's just who she is, and that's what you got. So it's like, you know, this... Whatever went on between us, how many ever years ago, you know, I mean, we never pieced it up. We never became, you know, cool back then. Year, fast forward years later, it's like, you know, now we kind of have to work together professionally to achieve whatever we're trying to achieve. So it's like, all right, I'll do that. But it ain't going to be like, call me next week, call me next Sunday so we can do brunch, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So I think that's what our energy was. I will say that I was a little bit disappointed that she didn't sing. Uh, the boy's the mind. mind at the end with uh brandy so because i don't know she, she went out her way the lyric or... she kept saying oh remember she was singing that and i was like okay the boy's mind they stood up monica was calling brandy a hoe like five times so i was like okay so she's about to sing and then they stood up and that's what annoyed her she kept trying to correct her yeah yeah that's what got annoyed over that shit too <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean it was like a friendly I don't know. I think, and people keep saying Monica. There was a friendly what? There's always some truth behind a friendly joke. So she was definitely trying to tell her, like, you know. Stop being ghetto. You can't, exactly. You can't. She was trying to shut her up. Right, right, right. Listen, I'm not here to try to start no more beef between them two, but she was definitely trying to sun her, as we were saying up here in Philly. Right. (laughs) So you are are from Philly, huh? (laughs) So overall, what was your rating on 1 through 10, what is your rating on the verses? Did so you... I'm going to break it down in categories. All right. uh, so overall, look, present, mm, about a 7. Uh, song selection, about it, I'm going to give that a 9. Uh, only because like I said earlier, Brandy didn't do my favorite song or didn't play it, and Monica didn't play my favorite song of hers. So for that, I'm going to take a point off. But definitely was nostalgic, you know, and, and took me down memory lane. I went from dancing to being like, oh, damn, this reminds me of a past relationship to, yo, I remember this song. I was in such and such grade. So it definitely took me down that. So it, it hit on all cylinders for that level. Um, and I would have liked a little bit more you know, friendly shade, a little bit more interaction from them too. Uh, so for that piece, I'm going to give it like a five. Okay, okay. It's funny too, you keep mentioning that they didn't play these songs. They got so many songs that they didn't play that made you realize too that these girls do have uh, an extensive catalog and hits for days. You know what I mean? Um, because I've well, Brandy did play my favorite Brandy song. My favorite Brandy song is Angel in Disguise. So, okay, that's my number two. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. 
and uh, Monica. I like them. I like Monica. The first night, that's one of my favorites by her. But she didn't play. Monica didn't do Street Sympathy, and everybody was looking for that. You know what I mean? So you know what's funny too. <laughs> it was funny when she started talking about C murder, and you know, Brandy, Ray J, Kim Kardashian, and Monica, and that whole connection. The Kanye right. West song they play. I was like, I wonder how would that work out. Brandy talked about she's gonna do whatever she could do to help Monica and C murder or help with the prison reform and shit like that. I'm like, but are they friends with the Kardashians? Like, are they, you know what I mean? Did right. I told you she was she was eating a little bit. She was she was trying to listen. Brandy might have a goal too. She kept saying that she was a businesswoman up there. And then, you know, at the end, she said something about them going on tour, which I can't really see. Well, I'm not going to say I can't see it happening. I mean, because if they're both about their dollar then, and they did numbers like that last night, then the tour might be a, a good thing to do. Uh, but I think she was just saying it just to talk. Ray J, go make that tour happen. Ray J, don't do nothing else. He can't sing. He would definitely, he's definitely a, a, a great businessman. So, I definitely do think that they are going on a tour, even though Monica was kind of dodging, you know, the, the grouping. What and, they going to call it? The Boy Is Mine tour? <laughs> you know that's what they will call it. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of interesting because when you go look at The Boy Is Mine and listen to it, it's not on Monica's album. You have to purchase it. But you're able to stream it on Brandy's album. So... And I kind of feel like that was, that was a reason why Monica didn't want to sing the song. So I feel like there's possibly a story behind that. But Brandy did say last night that, you know, she asked for Monica to be on the song. She requested Monica to be on the song, which means that the song is Brandy's song. And their only Grammy, the boy's mind, the first number one single, is because Brandy let Monica be on it. So... Keeping that same situation, so Whitney Houston and Deborah Cox as a duet, uh, same script, different cast, which I think vocally is better than Monica and Brandy's song, but that's here nor there. And I know that there was some some issue with the rights to that song, so I think Deborah Cox owns the right to that. To hear more of this episode, don't forget to visit patreon.com slash hairasap. Subscribe, rate, and write a review if you're listening on Apple. And follow if you're listening on Spotify. Shout out to my co-hosts, guests, Jamal Real Time on every platform. And I'm Sean Allen Live everywhere. Don't forget to check the details on Apple and see more on Spotify for direct links and social media information. See you guys on the next one. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.